0: John Feinstein joins us on Sports Byline. John, another year? That means it must be another book from John, and indeed it is. This one's called Last Shot, A Final Four Mystery. And this is John's first effort at writing fiction. And though Feinstein's book is fictional, the novel really touches on some real issues such as point shaving, bribery, and illegal betting, all of which, of course, have haunted college basketball for years. And he wrote this book, uh, or he's written several other best-selling books, of course, that include A Good Walk, Spoiled, Days and Nights on the PGA Tour, The Last Amateurs, and, of course, the wonderful book, A Season on the Brink. John, why the departure from what you've written in the past to uh, to fiction this time around?
1: Well, Ron, I I thought it was time to try something a little bit different. You know, I have an 11-year-old son, and when he was about four, I started reading the Harry Potter books to him. And when he got a little bit older, he started reading them to me. And uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to read them, but they're really, really good. And it was great fun to see my son get into reading. And I, and I, and I was also, you know, impressed with the fact that I enjoyed reading the Harry Potter books. And I thought to myself gosh, it would be fun if I could write something that my son could read, but that adults could you know, get a, a laugh out of or enjoy or get a good yarn from. And, and uh, talked it over with my agent, who also happens to represent Carl Hyacin, who had written a, a very successful children's book a couple of years ago called Hoot. And she said, why don't you give it a try? And, and I've always thought the best fiction is fiction where the, the writer knows about the topic he's writing about. So I said, I, I want to try to write something in an area where I'm familiar. Well, the two things in sports I'm probably most familiar with, Ron, are the college basketball and the Final Four. So I, I came up with this idea of two 13-year-old kids winning a writing contest, one that actually does exist with the U.S. basketball writers, and getting to go to the Final Four. And while they're there, they stumble across a plot to fix the national championship game. And the story goes from there. And as you know, having looked at the book, a lot of real characters appear, real coaches, real media types. Uh, So I mixed the real and the fictional people in trying to tell the story. And and to be honest with you, Ron, I had a great time doing it. It allowed me to take, as you said, some serious shots at people in college athletics who I think deserve (laughs) shots, but also to kind of have fun while I was doing it.
0: One of the things that I find fascinating about this effort, John, is, is that you had to have two perspectives. One, of course, is the serious sports perspective, the one that you have great knowledge of, but yet you had to almost look at it through the eyes of your son or someone who is a youngster.
1: Right I I exactly right and I think my uh, my my son was was very helpful in that sense, because he and I go to a lot of basketball games together, and uh, he's become a big fan. And uh, you know, he's been around some famous coaches. He spent a lot of time with Red Auerbach, uh, who's become a close friend through my last book that you and I talked about. Let me tell you a story. And he's been around Gary Williams and Mike Shishovsky and coaches like that. So he has a sense of the college game. And I try to take the two thirteen-year-old Stevie Thomas and Susan Carroll. Anderson and make them obviously a little older than that but with a a feeling for college basketball and they go to this final four with kind of an innocence that gets shattered a little bit uh, when they see what the final four is really about from up close you know the phoniness of of the NCAA constantly referring to the players as student athletes when you and I know that 40% of them graduate and uh, all the commercialism of it and then obviously the ultimate um, shattering moment when they realize that someone is trying to blackmail the star player on the Minnesota State team uh, to, to throw the national championship game.
0: What did you find is the biggest challenge for you as a writer uh, when you're usually been uh, used to writing about things that are definitive and factual, and now all of a sudden you had to go in a fictional direction?
1: Well, the hardest part, Ron, I think, is is trying to create a storyline that, that is that, that will keep the reader engaged, and when you get to the end, you're able to kind of fit the pieces together and make the story semi-believable. I don't think, you know, I'm not going to say that this is a storyline that absolutely could happen. God forbid it should. But that when a reader gets to the end, you want them to go, okay, now I understand how all this came together. And you, know, you want to surprise the reader at the end, uh, with, as with any good mystery. And I hope I did that. And But the, the hardest part was trying to make the story all fit together in a way that made sense from the start to the, to the finish.
0: Also, did you find the challenge of being the fact that you had a couple of kids that were 13, 14 years old, and you had to really tell the story in the manner in which they might see it and mm-hmm. tell it?
1: yeah and again uh, having an 11 year old uh, that 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 helps certainly and uh, i hope it wasn't that long ago i was 13 i have some memories of being a teenager <laughs> Uh, and so I tried to, to think like a kid in a sense, and, and how would they view this and how would they react to it? And, uh, the two kids are, are bright. So I, I think that helped me because they have to discover certain things along the way. The other thing, of course, I had to do, I mean, here they are in new Orleans. I said it there because that's such a fi- popular final four setting. Uh, and it can't, it's not like they can be running around in, in the dead of the night in new Orleans by themselves. You had to, Figure out a way to get them to the places they needed to be without it being unrealistic.
0: Yeah, not any uh, Pat O'Briens for them at eleven o'clock, right?
1: No, no. When they when they were out at night, they were out with their dads who were there as their chaperones, and uh, but and they also end up spending a lot of time with with the fictional uh, player Chip Graber, who is the kid who's being blackmailed uh, to, to throw the championship game. They eventually work with him to try and figure out who's blackmailing him and why.
0: John, I'm very interested in how you uh, portrayed and how you wrote about the kids and the things that they saw about the hypocrisy of the Final Four, the NCAA, and those things. I'm just wondering, through their eyes, what was their reaction to what they saw?
1: Well, uh, obviously, I don't want to use the word shock. I think that, that, that's, that's going a little too far. But here, here they are, a couple 13-year-olds. They're just thrilled to be at the Final Four, as you might imagine. Uh, Stevie, the boy, is from Philadelphia. He's a Big Five fan. He's a Big East fan. Uh, he hates Duke uh, because, you know, if you're from the East, you got to hate Duke. <laughs> and, and, of course, the girl, Susan Carroll, is from Goldsboro, North Carolina, and she loves Duke. And uh, so they clash immediately. Over the whole issue of Duke and and, and the aura of, of Mike Cheshevsky uh, and, and Mike T of course appears in the book uh, and 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 then but then they, they sort of bond through what they're seeing that they go to this press conference and here's this moderator constantly referring to student athletes student athletes this student athletes that and they, they're saying to each other you know what is this about and they end up Counting the number of times the guy refers to student athletes because it's, it's it, and you've been to Final Four press conferences, right? Sure. You know what it's like. I mean, you, you, your head starts to explode after a while, and you say, why can't they just call them players? Uh, and then, you know, as they go to the locker rooms to try to talk to the players and they see all the hangers on and they, you know, they encounter uh, a, a sneaker salesman who's who's trying desperately to get Chip Graver to sign on with his sneaker company because he's a senior and he's going to be a high draft pick. And they see all the, the senior side of college basketball, they're still awed by the talent of the players, as we all are, but they're they're a little bit taken aback by everything that goes on around the players.
0: It's very interesting, John, because while this is listed as a fiction book, you and I both know from having been in the business for a long time, a lot of this stuff goes on in real life right. in college athletics. So, I mean, are we really dealing with something that, at least at one time or another, this has happened in college athletics?
1: Well, you and I both know that there's, there have been point-shaving scandals uh, going back to the 50s with CCNY and Kentucky, and, and then later, you know, Boston College, Tulane. Uh, unfortunately, that's been a part of college basketball through the years, and many players have been implicated, and many players have suffered uh, because of their involvement. Now, one of the points that, that the, the grown-up reporters make to the kids is that in today's day and age... With the amount of money that's on the table for college basketball players, the top ones, the likelihood of them you know, shaving points to make a few thousand dollars is unlikely. But it's not impossible because, as you know, Ron, betting's an addiction. Yep. The same way alcohol can be an addiction and drugs can be an addiction. And that, those are the guys who usually end up in trouble. So the potential is there. And the other thing is, in this particular plot, the kid, Chip Graver, isn't being paid. He's being blackmailed. And you do worry, you know, that that, that kids in in college athletics, with some of the people that they come across, uh, and you've been outside locker rooms, you know the kind of people that hang out out there with the big-time programs. Uh, that they could get in with the wrong kind of person and could end up getting blackmailed. So I hope and think, unfortunately, that there is a bit of an air of reality to it.
0: John Feinstein is with us here on Sports Byline. He has sold more than two million books, and he has earned the title of the most successful sports writer in America, dubbed that by the Wall Street Journal. And the name of this wonderful, wonderful book is called Last Shot, A Final Four Mystery. So you may want to think about it, and you may want to check it out. Of course, we're going to talk about the state of college athletics with John. I always like getting into those discussions, and we'll do that as we continue across the country and around the world with you on America's sports talk show Sports Byline.